Welcome to The Country Preacher with Chad Pendergraf, a podcast devoted to all things pertaining to life, leadership, the church, and mission. At the end of the day, we're just a couple country preachers with a Bible. I'm your host, Brooks Dethridge, and with me as always is the good bishop, Mr. Chad Pendergraf. Well, good morning, Pastor. How you doing today? I'm good, buddy. How you doing? I am doing good. So, uh, what have you been? What have you been preaching through recently? Well, good question. Um, you know, I had been in the Gospel of John mm-hmm. uh, preaching through that first time. Believe it or not, through in, the Gospel of John uh, that I've ever preached through. I've preached out of John mm-hmm. a lot, um, but I've never preached through it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, I've been in it quite a while. Took a break, and uh, which I typically, as you know, I do mm-hmm. often if I'm in a uh, gospel account or another, mm-hmm. you know, larger book, then I'll I'll take small breaks, you mm-hmm. know, here, there, and wherever on it. And so we did that. Um, did a series that was kind of a first for us um, mm-hmm. called "This Is Us." And so, as you know, we have a membership process that people go through, and right. kind of the step one of that is something called lunch with a pastor and they come and eat our food and mm-hmm. then uh, they have to listen to me talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I just walk through who we are, what we believe, how we function, what they should expect, what we expect from them, uh, that kind of thing. And so what I did, I took that material and we turned that into a five week series. Mm-hmm. What I typically give to them in about 35, 40 right. minutes uh, we stretched that out into five weeks and uh, then gave um, each week a unique uh, per week uh, QR code for them to okay. scan. So yeah. if you were new, uh, you could get credit. Mm-hmm. If you haven't been a member, you could get credit each week if you'd scan that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at the end of that, then you would just have the lunch with the pastor part mm-hmm. knocked out. And it went great, I, yeah. I think. I mean, I, I'm, everything we can tell looking back at it right. anyway, it went good. I was very happy with it. Um, had great participation. We didn't know if anybody would do that or not, mm-hmm. but they did. Had several went through, scanned it each week. Good. Um, and so now they're kind of on to the next uh, phase Meeting of with membership. Meeting with the pastors. Meet yeah. with the pastor. Yeah. That kind of thing. And uh, then I was out doing some revivals mm-hmm. uh, there for a couple of weeks and kind of back in and out. And so I had a one-off or two mm-hmm. message in there. And uh, this week we're jumping back into John. Back we're into headed, John. Okay. Headed back that direction, and so excited about what chapter are you there. on? Uh, chapter eight is okay. where we're going to be yeah. at. The woman caught in adultery. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. is where we're going to be. That's um, a good text. Week. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited about it. That's yeah, good. I, I'm preaching through First uh, and Second Thessalonians, and so fun, I'm in. Fun. I'm in Second Thessalonians right now. Um, He's coming back. We yeah. So we kind of put them together because a lot of the mm-hmm. themes are very, very similar. Sure. And uh, so I've kind of preached them as one together. Yeah, yeah. And, There's some uh, hard-hitting preaching uh, in there. There sure is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there <laughs> sure is. chilly. There sure is. But we're talking about, this week we're talking about uh, apostasy and the Antichrist. Oh, so, that's easy. I mean, yeah, that's that's pretty pretty soft, easy. I don't need to study. Soft serve uh, yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, don't need to study or anything. Just get up there and speak yes, from the sir. heart. Yeah, yes, sir. But no, it's going good. We uh, we actually. How many gospel accounts have you preached through? I don't know. Um, this is either three or four. Um, okay, this may be four. Um, okay, I'm not sure if I've done. I know I've done Luke. And I know I've done Mark. I've been here for Mark. Yeah, um, but I can't remember if I've done Matthew or not. I think okay. 
part of me thinks I did part of Matthew, mm-hmm. like half of it, and then abandoned and went somewhere else for okay. some reason. So, so I've yeah. done. I'm I'm gearing up, Lord willing, to do Mark in 2024. Oh, fun! And uh, yeah. I've done Matthew before with our students. Uh-huh. Um, and so this will be the second one. Okay. So, wow. I love yeah. it. This will. I, I think this will go by a little quicker. I skipped some stuff in Matthew to make it go by quicker. Well, um, Mark but, by design. Mark is a kind of a hyper speed book. I mean, yep. he doesn't stay in dally around yep. anywhere. Uh, he he just moves from scene to scene to scene. Yep. And so it's a really fun book to preach through, uh, for sure. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. yeah. Now, now what I have done. Is um, I have when I do gospel accounts, mm-hmm. uh, one of the fun parts of your study there is the the harmonizing of the gospels, oh, yeah, and, yeah. and going and finding out what the other one said about the same story. Mm-hmm. That because kind of, some of them are much more detailed than others. They are, you know. So, yep. uh, so anyway, that's been interesting to to do. Matter of fact, yep. even one week, um, and I can't remember what the particular story was, but I'm in John, and uh, John just doesn't give any details about the story, but yet he does mention it. So right. I go back and actually preach out of Matthew oh, to yeah. give the whole story. I think I remember you doing that. Uh, yeah. Of doing that. So anyway, it's fun to kind of go back and see what each one have said about it. That's cool. Yeah. Well, while we're on the topic of preaching, what I wanted to talk to, about today, last time we were in the studio, if you Seems remember. Like a couple days ago. <laughs> it probably was just a couple days ago. I mean, because ago. we did make a commitment to get steady with this. Yeah. So, I mean, here I we are. I think we've hit that, right? <laughs> I mean, I feel steady. So, the the last time we talked about our favorite uh, dead preachers. Yes, sir. Dead guys. Yeah, and dead guys. So, today, I wanted to talk about our favorite living preachers. Okay. So, uh, no more dead cool guys. That, no, yeah. no more dead guys for this episode. Just we'll guys do that are alive presently. Presently alive. Yeah. As of this recording, we don't know for uh, how long, but November 22nd, they right 2023, they're alive <laughs> okay. right now. Okay. Yeah. And I haven't been on social media, <laughs> but I think, <laughs> I think they're still alive as of like this recording. It. So, I like it. um, so let's talk through some of your favorite guys. So, who are your, some of your favorite guys to listen to that are, that are still with us? Well, there's there's going to be a lot, but I'll 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 narrow down uh, for the sake of you know conversation today. Um, one of the first guys that I will mention, and, and and I'm kind of doing this as a group of guys that I listen to more mm-hmm, than mm-hmm. anybody else. So I guess that would put them more at the favorites list. Right. Uh, top of the list for me would be Matt Brunson. Yes. Um. And 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 the irony of this is I like a guy. If you just said, "Hey, describe your your uh, ideal preacher," I want him to sweat. I want him to. Mm-hmm. I want him to get up, clear off a spot, and throw mm-hmm. a walleye gospel fit. Yeah. Uh, but that's not Mac. No, it's it's no. really not. Um, you know, Mac is much more in what I'm classifying as a teacher than mm-hmm. he is even preacher. Yeah. But yet, I find myself still listening to Mac probably as much or more than mm-hmm. anybody currently. Uh, Jerry Vines would be uh, way up on my list. Mm-hmm. Um, a guy that won't be quite so well known is, is Rick Corum. Yeah, uh, he is. He's an evangelist. Evangelist. Right? Uh, once upon a time was out of uh, Ocala, Florida. Mm-hmm. Then I think moved to Jacksonville. Okay. Um, and I don't know if he's still in Jacksonville, but I think he is. Um, Rock Collins mm-hmm. uh, would be one. Another evangelist. Uh, another evangelist that is. Uh, serving the state convention of Tennessee mm-hmm. um, currently, um, my guy Fred Luter from down in Nolens. Yes, um, Franklin Avenue. Yes, yeah. Um, he is. Uh, he's been there a while, hadn't he? Long, long time. 
yeah, a long, long time. And he's native to there. He grew up there yes, in the Ninth yep. Ward. Um, you know, as he describes it on the other side of the tracks, the wrong side. Yeah. yeah. And uh, grew up rough, uh, living on the streets. And, you know, God saved him mm-hmm. radically, became a street preacher. Mm-hmm. And um, we had the privilege of going to his church. Yes, back, back in last, June. Uh, summer when we went to the SBC. Yeah. And my soul. It was great. I had they, a great day. Oh, that was so much fun. Uh, but what a what a place they have built you yeah. know, there under his leadership. And so anyway, he's one. Um, and then my buddy uh, Clark Bozier, and yes. obviously would be uh, much more or less well-known than, than a lot of these guys. But Clark is uh, one of those that I'm looking at as far as impact in my own life. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, the, we could do a whole series of podcasts, honestly, mm-hmm. on what he has meant to me and – um, his what his preaching has meant, his influence has meant, and just even his friendship. Yeah, his um, life. His life. Um, you know, and you know, I, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be here probably mm-hmm. had it not been for his encouragement. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have taken my first church mm-hmm. uh, at Split Log had it not been for his encouragement. Matter of fact, he was the only person in my life outside of my wife. Who encouraged me to go take that church? Oh, really? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And because uh, I remember, this is so funny looking back at this. They had about thirty people mm-hmm. when I went there. Uh, whenever they were, you know, issuing a call for me to come be their pastor, mm-hmm. and I remember, and I won't, I won't give names here, but I, I had a pastor, a uh, friend of mine, that said, "Man, you, you." You really don't need to go uh, over there to split log. That's too big. You need to find something smaller that you can handle. They had thirty people. Thirty people. Thirty people. And I'm like, <laughs> man, how low was his view of me? Yeah. <laughs> uh, looking back at it, you know. But I mean, then yeah. I'm sitting there going, well, you may be right. Uh, but but anyway, you know, Clark Bozier was the guy, that the lone guy that said, man, I think you need to go do it. You mm-hmm. know, God called you, jump in. He he takes care of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then whenever it came to coming here. Um, to Crescent Valley, um, he was one of the very few guys that spoke up and mm. was like, "Hey, I think, think you uh, do this. God's opened a door, and you need to you need to go through it and mm. and, and see what's there." So, so yeah, his um, but, he, but and that's obviously just his influence as a friend. But uh, his preaching, and we'll get into that here in a little while. Yeah. But his preaching has been very uh, impactful. But there's, gosh, the list is so long. I mean, you got guys like Junior Hill, yeah. He's one of those guys that yep. his preaching has so uh, you know been impactful. A guy but like O.S. Hawkins, yes, uh, yep. is another one. Which I think I've been you know saying this a long time. Maybe one of the most underrated expositors in the Southern Baptist Convention yeah, probably is O.S. So. Hawkins. Probably so. Uh, that guy's just absolute gold. So yeah, there's a that's a few. That's good. And uh, you know it's funny because I was I was looking at some guys, um, and the first guys that popped in my head were very similar to your list. Yeah. And so a couple guys I would add uh, would be H.B. Charles Jr. Sure, sure. Uh, He's just, you know, everything I've ever heard from he's him. He's all right. Yeah, yeah. he's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I think once he once he uh, grows into his calling, you know, he'll be all right. But, yeah, yeah he's really... As soon as he gets freedom to preach. I love listening to him. Um, I'll, I'll name a couple Oklahoma guys. Okay, come on. Um, I really like listening to Stephen Rummage. But old Rummy can preach. He can throw it down. And he... Uh, I preached through Zechariah earlier this year, and uh, I went and listened to some of his stuff on Zechariah. Yeah. It was really, really helpful. Um, and then you like this guy a lot, Nick Garland. Oh, come I on. I like listening to Nick. I love Nick. Yeah. I like to listen to him pray. Yeah. And he's got that old Southern draw, thank you, Lord. We yes. got thank you. Yeah, yes. I love him. He's gold. Now, Absolutely I like listening gold. to this next guy. Um, 
but I I can't do it a whole lot um, oh, because okay. I get distracted. Okay. Uh, I like ris- listening to Robbie Gallaty. Yeah. But the whole time I'm just looking at well, you got his a, you got, arms. You can't I'm watch him. How big he is. <laughs> you can't watch him. You have to listen. Yeah. You know, otherwise you're just like, why is he flexing? He's up there? he's what? built like an NFL tight end. Yeah, yeah, or the <laughs> NFL O line. Yeah, um, you know, <laughs> he's large. Uh, he's just a big guy. We saw him at the SBC, and uh, you know, most pastors are not real large built guys. Not, well, they're they're <laughs> like muscular, real large, but they're not built like Rob. <laughs> but they're not, and a lot of them are not super tall. No. Uh, and so everywhere you look, you're like, oh, there's Pastor Robbie. He's a oh, man there's of Pastor boys. You just see him <laughs> yeah. across the convention floor. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, so, but sure. but he's very gifted. Oh, I like listening goodness. to him. God just got well. his hand on that guy. It's it's really been remarkable for watching from a distance his ministry and how God has blessed it, guided it, mm-hmm. um, and and really used Robbie's um, uh, approach to the pulpit to to do so. Yeah. So uh, let's go to your list. Okay. Um, what are some things that you like? So we'll go like guy by guy. So start okay. with, with Dr. Brunson. Sure. What What are some things you like about his preaching? Oh. And I guess a companion question, because this may bleed together. Yeah. What are some things you've learned from his preaching that you've tried to apply, yeah, yeah. mold to your ministry? Okay. Um. Yeah, and it's going to be a little bit different for each guy, and that may be why I kind of gave you the list that I did. Um, Dr. Brunson, you know, one of the first things that stands out to me about Dr. Brunson is that he he may be the most gifted illustrator mm-hmm. in preaching that I have ever seen. Um, Dr. Brunson is is known for uh, his love of history, mm-hmm. um, and 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 I love how he does this, and I've tried it, and it flops. Uh, it, it's not a good thing to emulate other guys, but he, he begins a, a message again, no notes. He mm-hmm. just walks up there. This is just all in his little photographic memory. Yep. He walks up and he just begins in 1739 yep. at 9 a.m. on October 2nd. Yep. You know, Fitzgerald von Hickenbach. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he starts telling this story that you're just on the edge of your seat because he's such a great storyteller. Mm-hmm. There's an art to storytelling. There is. Guys don't get this. There is. Um, because if you're just up there reading something off of a piece of paper yep. and this monotone, it's I not don't the care same. what it is. It's not the same. But when you can tell that almost as though like you were there or at least your grandpa was and he was telling you the mm-hmm. other day right before he passed, yep. and that's Mac Brunson, and he yep. tells that story, well, then he just kind of just ends and he says – and and folks, that's that's what we see here in Matthew nine. Mm-hmm. And then he takes off preaching his sermon. At the end of his sermon, he comes back. Yep. And he said, and Frederick von Lichtenbach, and he just yeah. he sandwiches it yep. with the kind of like in. Paul Harvey, yep. uh, you know, used to do, and the rest of the story. Yes, yes. You know, he does that. That was a bad Paul Harvey, but anyway, that's my <laughs> attempt. And so I, I've just loved how he he just takes. Just true living stories mm-hmm. um, from history, mm-hmm. and and takes that to the Bible mm-hmm. and and illustrates. Um, Doctor Brunson um, is a church historian. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, one of my favorite things that I've ever heard him do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I heard whenever he was at First Jacks 
um, and he did a series on uh, church history mm-hmm. and literally started from the apostles mm-hmm. and walked through till today. Mm-hmm. Um, and oh my soul, it was, it's I good. mean, I couldn't get enough. It was like he was doing a Sunday night series. Yep. And every Monday morning, I'm hanging out waiting for that thing to drop. And right. I went and got it and listened. Um, but he just, he's so faithful to bring out the historical context mm-hmm. of. Of scripture and 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 as far as what I've learned, that's been kind of part of what I've learned the 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 importance, the value of the historical context mm-hmm. of what's happening historically at that time, right? Even in scripture, what's happening uh, around there? What's the setting? What's the mm-hmm. um, you know what's happening with Rome? What's happening in Babylon? What's mm-hmm. you know whatever? And and that stuff plays a, a role yes. um, in your approach to the text, and yep. so. Yeah, I've picked a, a lot of that up from him. Yeah. Um, I, I can't compare to him, but I've, right. I've learned some of it from right. him. Right. Well, and, and that's, you know, illustrations don't come easy to me. Yeah. I have to really work at them. And yeah. so um, <laughs> whenever they just kind of pour out of him. Yes, they And do. so, like, I listened on this past Sunday uh, to his sermon, and he hadn't preached for a month. He's been on sabbatical. Sure. He gave four illustrations. Yeah. And so typically he'll do, he'll either do one at the end or he'll he'll kind of splice them together. Yeah. He'll sandwich them like you said. He gave four of them this week, and, well, and like, he went on he like was a, waiting. a world history tour. <laughs> he did. You know, while he, did. he was on his yeah. sabbatical, so I'm sure he got lots of new fresh material. Yeah. So he's doing some, he did something that I'm going to start doing in 2024. He he devoted a year to the history of England this year. Wow! And tried to read everything he could on the history of England. And so next year, what I'm going to try to do is I'm going to do uh, American presidents. Come on! And so 2024, I'm going to read as much about American presidents as I, I can. I love it. I won't be able to, you know, obviously read on all of them, but I love it. I'm going to work on that because just everything is sermon material that he reads, and and all that's it. it. All comes from all from it. that, and so and I love history too. <clears> so. And his memory is so good; it's yep. so sharp. Um, that guy just you know he reads it, he remembers it. Yep. Walks up there without a note in his hand and tells yep. the story. Yeah, it's remarkable to me. And if you were to Google it, because you're there's sometimes where you're like, that didn't happen Come that way, on. and you Google it, and it's like word for word. Yes, like, sir. This is exactly how oh, it yeah. happened. Yeah, yeah. He's sharp. He's so good. what about uh, what about Doctor Vines? Oh gosh, um, Doctor Vines makes scholarship sexy. Mm-hmm. Can we say that on the podcast? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, is that all right, Morgan? Do we have to bleep that out? No, you can say that. You can say that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. He he does. Yeah. I mean, you know, um, you know, a lot of the guys that I like are the the spit and slobber kind of guys. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you know, they've sweated through a four piece suit. Yep. Um, up there, um, Doctor Vines isn't that guy. Now he's fiery. Mm-hmm. Um, but <clears throat> he makes. How would I say this? He makes me want to go study. When mm-hmm. I get done listening to him, yep. he makes me want to go do word studies mm-hmm. and and find out um, you know, the 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 meaning of a text. He just is so gifted at that. And he doesn't bore you with his scholarship. Some of yes. these guys they yes. get up and and honestly, if I'm not dropping names here, but I'm just saying I kind of want to respond this way. Like, yeah, I get it, bro. You went to seminary. Right. I right, get it. You right. know, because that's kind of all that they're projecting is yeah. like, that didn't even fit what you just did, but yeah. yet you got that in seminary. Okay, yeah. cool. And I'm not smart uh, enough to understand yeah, what you just I said. I hope it was worth it. Yeah. All right. 
Dr. Vines is not that guy. Yeah. He he brings scholarship to the table, mm-hmm. but he makes you and he creates a hunger for the pursuit of scholarship. Yeah. Um yeah. with the biblical text. And I I've just I've loved that about him. I love the fact that he pastored um 20-something years at the same church mm-hmm. and just preach through books of the Bible. Yep. Just, you know, expository, yep. text-driven preaching, um, faithful year in, year out. You know, he's got a, uh, oh, let me think what it's called. I think it's Journey Through the Bible or something like that, a resource that I got years and years ago um, that he, he did a Sunday night series where he went through and gave an overview of every book of the Bible mm-hmm. uh, through this. And so he gave, you know, like some of them, he gave, you know, time and place. He gave uh, author, recipient, mm-hmm. main themes, kind of structural breakdown of the of, of the book. I, treasure trove. Yeah. Um, yeah. But again, the, the, the study it takes to be able to do that yes. is remarkable. Yeah, you don't you just, can't make it up on the way to church. You don't just, you know, pull that one out of your ear and yes. say, Hey, here you go. Yeah. Let me give a you know a, a overview tonight of, you know, yeah. uh, Zachariah. Yeah. And so that but but he that's what he did. And and, mm-hmm. and so that's that's my takeaway from him. It's just a faithfulness to 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 do text driven preaching. Um, and and really uh, uh, drive for more scholarship mm-hmm. because nobody's listening to me and going, man, oh, 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 Chad's scholarship's on point. You know, I, I know that I'm self aware, um, but I do with him, and mm-hmm. it makes me uh, yearn to mm-hmm. be a a more educated preacher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about uh, Rick Corum? Oh wow. So Rick Corum, uh, I heard him uh, for the first time uh, probably around 2001-ish. He's probably, um, of all the guys on the list, he's the one I'm least familiar with. Yeah, yeah. I've heard him, yeah. but... Um, and a good buddy of mine, Greg Snow, was the pastor at First Baptist Church of Diamond, Missouri, and Greg brought in so many guys that I'm. I, I now, I look back and go, I can't believe I got to hear that dude there. Yeah. Um uh, cuz then I didn't know. I'm I'm as green as green can be. Mm-hmm. Don't know anybody. Um <laughs> You thought everybody pre- <laughs> preached like that? I did. I thought this is just how preaching went and I'm listening <laughs> to these guys and they were unbelievable. Uh he was one I I heard Bill Stafford there. Oh yes. Um you know, uh got to hear um for the first time um Herb Revis there. You know, and that was a quality that of guys dude can that preach. Oh my gosh. Yeah, of course, you know, Herb's, you know, the running joke with him is, you know, whatever Herb's preaching, it turns into 15 things I hate about church members. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, you know, and he dearly loves his people, but, they, you know, things irritate him. And yeah, and he kind of sounds like a Marine drill sergeant, and he gets into yep. cadence. Um, but anyway, um, Rick Corm. Rick Corm, yeah. Heard him there, and um, Rick fascinated me with his... Um, turns of phrases, um, mm-hmm. how he just took small phrases and, and, and made them, he said them in such a way that they were memorable. Mm-hmm. I don't have that great memory of, you know, photographic memory, mm-hmm. like a Mac Brunson. Mm-hmm. Uh, my brother has that, which ticks me off. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, he just said things in a way that you walked out of there going, I remember this, I remember yep. this, yep. I remember this, I remember this. Whereas there's a lot of guys 
could even be a good sermon. I walk out of there going, you know, if you said, "Hey, what do you preach on?" I don't, yeah. I don't know. It was I think good, he was though. in Luke. Yeah, <laughs> I think he's in the Bible. Yeah, um, but but his turn of a phrase was really fascinating to me. He's a great outline guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has really good preachable outlines, which yes. I have leveraged. Yes, you know, for the for for Jesus. Well, glory. you got to take them and make them better. You have to improve <laughs> upon them, and so. I felt like it was my duty to do so. But, yeah, Rick is one of those guys that um, just – and you'll see this more with evangelists – just had his his uh, approach so well mm-hmm. uh, manicured. Mm-hmm. Um, he knew where he was headed. He knew the text. Now, of yep. course, there's probably no telling how many times he's preached it, Yep. Um, which is kind of something you get with evangelists. Yep. Um, and I do it whenever I travel. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, so uh, – but he's, yeah, very gifted – and how his phraseology, um, uh, his outlines being memorable, mm-hmm. you know that kind of thing. Uh, and man, he's a soul winning machine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's just he's just really really gifted. I had a guy one time because I used to when I first started, I wrote a fresh sermon every single time I preached, and I was doing itinerant ministry. And I'm like, that's just what you do. You just write a new sermon, <laughs> and uh, I would throw them away. Oh gosh! Which back then they probably all needed to be thrown away. <laughs> but uh, I got helped from. Uh, he's actually a DOM now in Oklahoma, but he was the BCM director at Carl Albert. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bentley Hill is his name, and he said, "Look, you put a lot of hours into that. You worked a lot." He's like, "It'd be a shame just to throw it away and never use it again." Yeah. And he said, "I'm not saying that anyone that you know is preaching is on par with the song Amazing Grace." He said, "But it'd be a shame." if we sang Amazing Grace one time yeah. and then never sang it again. Yeah. And I, that really changed it for me on being more okay with, you know, obviously we still got to study, stuff like sure, that, sure. but uh, being able to use something you've used before and I think preach it's it one again. Of the great tragedies and you get of, better at it. You, you tweak you stuff. Do. Yeah, I think it's one of the great tragedies of preaching is that guys go and pour their, their, their life out into multiple hours into the study of this message, go preach it one time, 30 minutes, Throw and it, it never sees the light of day again. Yeah. Uh, think of how many times Morgan sang his songs. Yeah. Uh, and we're still listening to that. And we still sing. Amen. Yeah. We still sing with him. <laughs> yeah. Right? Uh, if I didn't like sing Like it was brand new. If I didn't sing yeah. him a number of times, you and, wouldn't know the words. Uh, that's exactly right. I probably wouldn't like him if to, until yeah. I've heard it a number that's of times. That's right. But 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 I, I I'm I'm a firm believer in it's it's all the word. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it doesn't have to be something that's never been preached to mm-hmm. be good. Yep. Um, uh, or certainly to somebody's be preached it. Somebody's <laughs> preached it. So yeah, a good 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 point to bring up though. Uh, what about old Rock Collins? What do you what do you like about hey, him? I man, like his voice. I do like his voice. He is the blackest sounding white preacher yes, he that is. I know. He is. Um, and, I, and and that's not an insult to anybody other than myself because I can't do what he does. Yeah. Um, rock is just, he's a rock star in the pulpit. He really is in that yes. sense of, of everybody wants to be able to preach like that, but yes. few very, very few can. Yes. Um, he is one of those guys that is a rhythm guy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he gets he gets rolling just like a lot of our black brothers. Mm-hmm. Uh, they get to get into a rhythm in their preaching. Yep. That just builds. You yep. know, they start off with this. Yep. You know, this well, grace and peace to you, yep. and and yep. blessings to be upon you and your brother and your brother's village, and mm-hmm. and then before long, they're sweating and they've got yep. veins popping out of their ears. They're pulling their tie uh, off. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the ties pulled <laughs> off, shirts untucked. Yeah, because they preached it untucked. Yeah, um, but but Rock is one of those guys that it's just hard to 
sit there and not pay attention when he preaches. Yep. That guy is a an attention grabber. Yep. Uh, and that's, that may not even sound good, but I mean that in the best possible way. Yep. He just, he holds me yep. captive. He demands he, you to listen to does. him. He yeah. does. Um, um, but his passion that he comes to the pulpit with, mm-hmm. of course, again, I'm a Southern guy. And so I love the, the I love the, the draw yep. uh, of his voice, that, that twang, mm-hmm. you know, he just sounds like a guy that, you know, I went squirrel hunting with a couple weeks yep. ago. Yeah. Um, you know, that's just, that's just who he is. And yep. he came in, took his overalls off, put his suit on and now he's up here now screaming in it. my pulpit. Yeah. Um, and, and so, uh, and as you've noticed going through my list, though, I'm always inclined to, 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 to listen more to those kind of guys. And, and, and I'm drawn to that, that I've tried to kind of put in my own life, a balance of guys. Cause these are very different yes. preachers, very, they very are. different they preachers. Are. Um, but that's one of the things I've just loved about him is just his, his fire. Yes. Um, that dude comes with a fire. And every maybe he's had messages where he doesn't, but I've not heard it yet. Yep. Every yep. one of them, that dude comes up there like he's just somebody's lit him on fire right before he walked out. Yep. And he ain't stopping until the flame goes out. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. What about uh, Fred Luter? What do you like about oh, him? Oh, boy. Everything. Um, um, you know, Fred is. Fred's another one of those very rhythmic. Um, delivery, mm-hmm. um, you know, that, uh, you know, Fred is uh, very calm whenever he, mm-hmm. uh, you know, addresses them at the beginning, you know, laid back. But one of the things I love about Fred, um, and I've learned much from Fred, he's a list guy, mm-hmm. and which a lot of our black I was hoping are. I was hoping we would get to this. Yeah, yeah. Fred, Fred's a list guy. And but one of the things I like about Fred's list, Fred's a contraster. Yes. Um, and yes. so there's a lot of different ways to do lists. Like yes. I like to do A to Z lists, mm-hmm. um, and I love to do his kind, but I'm not near as gifted mm-hmm. at it as as him. But he does a contrast, so he'll do a contrast of here's what Jesus was when he came the first time. Here's what he'll be whenever he comes back. He came as a baby, yeah. But he's coming back as a conquering king. He yes. came as a, you know what I'm saying, and he yep. just. He he walks through them yep. um, in in such a way that you just can't sit there yep. and watch. You I mean, got to shout. You got to shout and wave a hanky. Yep. Um, I tell you a funny story on Fred. Um, several years ago, I'm preaching up in um, Southern Illinois, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm at a pastors conference. They call it. It's called the Preach Conference. Good buddy of mine that puts this on, and uh, I was preaching. Well, he let me know. Uh, before the conference, um, what the lineup was when I was preaching, and uh, which I'm still ticked about this, I see in the lineup that f- it goes like this: Fred Luter, mm-hmm. Chad Pendergraft, Fred Luter. <laughs> oh my gosh! He literally made an Oreo out of me and Fred's <laughs> sermons here. Oh my gosh. He did. He, he, so you, you've got you've got this unbelievable preacher that is world renowned, former president of Southern Baptist Convention. Elmer Fudd, then <laughs> here comes the big guy and back again. again. And I'm like, I, and so I get after this guy. I'm like, who does that? Yeah. I mean, to a friend, who would ever potentially do right. something like this? And so he just grins at me. So I'm trying to think, what can I do? And I'm, I'm, you know, I wore the best fanciest suit I could possibly find or buy. Yeah. 
And I'm thinking of every illustration and list that I could possibly, <laughs> I mean, but I'm telling you, I'm nervous. Yeah. And so sure enough, here the day comes, Fred gets up and he preaches his first sermon and literally burnt that place down. I mean, these guys <laughs> are up on their feet and they're shouting and screaming. Half the congregation's sweating by the time he gets done. Yeah. It was so good. And then here I come. I walk to the pulpit and I look and they're still shouting. I mean, it, 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 it was that good. I walk up there and I look. Uh, at them, and I looked down at Fred, who's down there trying to catch his breath, you know. <laughs> and I look at him, and I said, "Well, that was cute." <laughs> <laughs> little devotion, <laughs> little Sunday school. I lesson. said, "Well, Fred, I appreciate you kind of giving us a little little starter for the day, <laughs> uh, sweet little little sugar stick that you brought." I said, "Now y'all get your Bibles out. We're gonna have some preaching." Oh my god! I did, I did. I don't know what compelled me to do that, but well, um, that was it, cute. It, <laughs> It probably wasn't the smartest thing I've ever done to. Yeah, uh, he probably did the same thing as soon as you got done too. Probably so. I don't remember that part. It was all kind of a you know blur. (laughs) But you know, Fred's become a good friend to me over the years, and 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 but but his preaching um, all the way back into you know the days whenever I was going to First Jacks at the pastor school, um, Fred would walk up. He he wouldn't even get to the pulpit, and these pastors loved him so much. That was kind of the trademark is uh, he'd get his hanky out and he'd wave his hanky. So it became a thing on his way to the pulpit that everybody got a hanky out. Oh, and wow. so, like, you've got, you know, eight ten thousand 10,000 pastors down there, and we're all waving hankies before as, he starts. Before he even <laughs> oh, starts. Oh, my goodness. It's like, how do you, how can you not preach? Yeah. You know, and burn they're it down whenever you. they're up there doing that. Um, but he's just a beloved guy, and it's because of that, because he brings – passion he brings mm-hmm. excitement uh he's you know he's a, a true biblical scholar mm-hmm. um and you know and and at that time you know this was in their old building he was doing that three or four times every sunday yeah you know and i'm yeah i don't know how his voice held mm-hmm. up you know, i mean because he's he's just going bananas up there so, something i've also noticed about him is he's very pastoral in his preaching oh yes very so, much so. I, I listened to a sermon of him preaching at bellevue for dr Gaines, uh-huh. and he was like hey you used to be at Franklin Avenue, and you and like he, he's just like, and he'll he'll preach at his church, and he'll be like, "Hey, yep. Sister Sharon, what yep. you know? So glad to see you here." And even yep. in his announcement, he's very pastoral. So and his son Chip that that's coming up oh, behind him is a, is he a can preaching preach. machine as yeah. well. Yeah, uh, love Chip to death, but uh, but yeah, Doctor Luter's been yeah. Uh, a treasure yes. uh, to the Southern Baptist Convention and certainly has been impactful yes. in my own personal life. All right, what about your buddy Bozier? Eh, boy, um, let, me, let me just tell you this. We'll start with what's most important here with him. I love his passion for souls. Yes. That's the thing that I love the most about Clark Bozier is that guy is relentless at going after souls, yes. Um, and I've said this before, and I'll hang on to this as as and 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 say it I, I, again today. I don't know of anybody that God has has put His hand on more than that guy, outside of possibly like a Billy Graham, mm-hmm. uh, in regards to the gifting of drawing the net like mm-hmm. him. Um, I, I I'm just convinced that Bozier could, and it I. How this happens, I don't know. I'm convinced he could get up and hum do, Lord, and somebody's going to fall out and get saved. Mm-hmm. Um, he just, yeah. but again, and he'll be quick to tell you this that we don't talk a lot about this in preaching. There's 
there's an importance of an anointing yes. in our preaching. Yep. Um, apart unction. From, yeah, unction. If that's not there, you know, we're, we're just, you know, transferring info mm-hmm. back and forth. Um, but, but he has, he has, uh, really challenged me, uh, to be evangelistic in my preaching mm-hmm. because I don't care where he's at. I don't care what text he's preaching, but he's given an appeal mm-hmm. for souls mm-hmm. to get saved. Yep. And they do. Yes, uh, they do. I mean, crud, they're baptizing, you know, just scores of people down there every single week. God's mm-hmm. really, really blessed them. Um, and so, uh, and that's on the preaching side. Obviously, you know, his his pastoring has been remarkable, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and and not enough time on the podcast to I mean to talk about our friendship right. and what that's meant and how good he's been to me and my family. Um, but but his his preaching, I'll go back all the way when I heard him the very first time at my home church before I'm saved mm-hmm. um, as a gospel preacher. And I just remember up there hearing him preaching about the second coming of Jesus. So deeply convicted, and I didn't get saved that night, mm-hmm. but I was so deeply convicted mm-hmm. um, uh, of my sin. This would have been like in 1996 or seven, mm-hmm. um, and and still to this day, he's doing the exact same thing as he was back then. Yep, he's preaching the text mm-hmm. and pleading for souls, mm-hmm. and folks are getting saved all around him. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I know <clears throat> that all of our listeners, whether you're a pastor or a layperson, everybody's busy. Yeah, and so what I've done is uh, I wanted to if if somebody if if what you said uh, sparks their interest, what I've done is I've found two or three sermons from each guy. Oh wow! That are can't miss sermons. This yeah. this is a good place to start, so that you don't have to track something down. Obviously, you you Google their name, you can find a sermon, and, sure. and you'll be blessed. Sure. But um, I, I went and got. I went and found a couple that of from each guy that are really important messages, really um, impactful messages. Yes, and so, with Doctor Brunson, and you can you can uh, pitch in here too if there's one that you remember that okay. that is uh, that was really helpful. Um, he preached one called "Discerning the Will of God," which was really really helpful, especially like when I was doing student ministry with college ministry. Everybody wants to know what's God's will for my yes, life. Sir. He did a sermon called Discerning the Will of God that's really, really helpful. Uh, He preached it in 2019, if you want to go back and look at that. And then this year, he preached a series on the tabernacle Yeah, that was just outstanding. So, yeah, that's a couple couple good ones, you know, like we do. Yeah, just like us. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But Dr. Brunson's got those. So with Dr. Brunson, a couple things I would mention. Uh, Of course, the church history thing, if you can get your hands on that. Uh, he's done that again with his son-in-law uh, there at um, his church currently, Valleydale, at, mm-hmm. at Valleydale, and and then go find that there on their website. Mm-hmm. Um, he he he's done a number of messages over the years on uh, preparation and 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 the 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 importance of a time of preparation, meaning like. You know, God took Moses through a time of preparation right, right. before he entered the ministry. Uh, and so he's probably got a message out there called the time of preparation or something mm-hmm. like that. If they can find that, yeah. and again, a Google search will probably get you there. 
uh, gold, absolute gold. I just wish I could remember the exact yeah. title, but um, but but he's he said a lot about that. Yes, um, um, and and really helpful for me because we just get we want everything right now. Yes, uh, we don't think that you know if it's not happening for me right now, then this is wasted time. Yeah, well, must not be God's will. Yeah, yeah. It, it, that's just absolutely not true. There there is a, a series of time of, of preparation that God's getting you ready for what He's getting you ready for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very good. Uh, so, Dr. Vines, a couple places to start. The number one place everybody needs to start is a Baptist and his Bible. Yeah, 100%. Uh, that's a sermon that I think every Christian needs to hear. It's very, very important on on your Bible. Probably his most famous Probably sermon. so, probably yeah. so. But there's also some other ones. Uh, he did a really good series on First Corinthians. Yep. Uh, spe- uh, specifically, like the gifts of the gifts of the Spirit. Um, he preached a great sermon on Psalm 126 called the, called uh, the Song of a Soul Winner. Yes, sir. Which is really good, really good. 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 And then you had mentioned one that he did at the pastors' conference called Rescue. Is Rescue. that right? Rescue. Yes, yeah. sir. Yeah, very good message. There's just so many with Dr. Vines that you could you could do. He did one on uh, sex that a whole series on sex mm-hmm. uh, out of Song of Solomon, mm-hmm. absolute gold, especially obviously for married couples. Yes, uh, but really, really good approach to the text. Um, he he just you know I've got in my office I've got series after series mm-hmm. that that guy has preached. All of them. Uh, just just as rich as the one before. But one of the things that I didn't mention before that I'll mention here, if if you can get your hands on any of the DVDs mm-hmm. and not just the audio of, of him at First Jacks, get them. Mm-hmm. Because you'll see a lot of even the creativity mm-hmm. that they use there. Now, I don't know whether that was his ideas. I'm assuming he had a creative team uh, that helped with a lot of that. But like with the rescue one, you know, you're, he's preaching along there, and all of a sudden, it kind of gets black in there. You hear helicopters, and it, it it feels like the helicopters are coming into the room. Oh wow! And then you look up, and then all of a sudden, from the ceiling of this massive auditorium, these guys are fast roping in, like oh my these soldiers, you know, <laughs> and they're coming into the rescue. And so um, that kind of stuff is memorable. Uh, now, yeah. I don't—that's not me. I don't know how to right. do any of that. Um, but if, if you can do that then and do it well, then yeah, by all means. Yeah. But that's, a, that's something that I, I've, I've really been, uh, blessed by his ministry, the creativity to illustrate that way. Yeah. Um, uh, for, for sure. But the Baptist in the Bible that you just, there's just not enough time for us to say yeah. how impactful that's been so on Christianity, yep. certainly the Southern Baptist convention. Yep. He's got others that I'll, I'll say this when I know we got to move on, but uh, where he has preached at the Southern Baptist Convention. One of those was in, uh, I think it was in San Antonio one year, and I can't remember the name of it, but it was really, really good. So mm-hmm. if you go and Google uh, Vines at the yeah, SBC, you can that you was, can find those. Good. So yeah. So Clark Bozier, I got a couple from him. Uh, one of them is one I've heard. I think I've heard once or twice in person, but it's uh, the sermon on the rich fool from yeah, Luke yeah. chapter twelve. Yeah. Very very good sermon. Uh, and then he, a month ago. He preached on the return of Jesus wow. at his church, and it, he did a great Any, job on that. Anything he does on eschatology yep, is it's straight good. gold, yep. uh, absolute gold. Uh, he really, I think, has a, a very good grip on uh, all things eschatological. Mm-hmm. Um, he, um, he, he, again, like a lot that we've mentioned today, 
great, great sharp memory mm-hmm. and so much of what he does. I mean, he'll quote more scripture in, in a single sermon than I have total memorized, I think. <laughs> um, but he just, he really sharp mind. And, and so when you get into some of those eschatological events, yep. man, he just, by memory, just kind of walks you through yep. uh, and gives you a, a grip on and a picture of uh, how things are are scheduled to, to, to work out in yes. that way. So, but he's really good at, with with any of that. Yes, uh, Rick Corum, a uh, couple of the a couple of really really good ones. Uh, repairing broken altars from First yeah. Kings eighteen. Yeah, uh, yeah. Really really good sermon. And then he preached on Revelation nineteen. The sermon title is King of Kings and Lord of Lords. I have heard that one. That That's was a good one. Really really good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And again, like all these are. You probably won't find a bad sermon from those guys. You might, but uh, this is just a good place to start that I think are really, really helpful. Um, Rock Collins, uh, I've heard this one a couple times. Uh, He preached on hell from Luke chapter 16. Uh, Really one of the better sermons I've heard on hell. Uh, And then he preached a sermon that is probably better for preachers than it is for lay people uh, because he gets pretty rough on lay people. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> on it, but it's called "Why Do You Go to Church?" Oh, and yeah. it's a really, really good, really good sermon. Uh, and then Fred Luter, I got an old sermon from him and a more recent sermon from him, and I picked those. They're both good, but the style of those sermons are both very different. Okay. And so I wanted them okay. to get kind of a. Yeah. So the first one he preached at Tony Evans Church, and the title is "It Might Be Over Your Head, But It's Under God's Feet." Wow. And so you've got that sermon that he's sweating, shouting, yeah. spitting, and then he's got a recent sermon from this year uh, called "When God Sends Revival," and it's more of a teaching sermon. Sure. Um, he doesn't quite catch fire like he yeah. did, but both of them are really, really good sermons. Yeah. And so, wow, that's awesome. You know, there are just so many guys out there. I mean, that was one of the hard parts about this podcast is how do you narrow it down? Because like I'm convicted right now that I don't have. <clears throat> but now we're talking about living guys. Mm-hmm. But one of them that, that I didn't, I don't know if we mentioned a lot about him was like guys like Adrian Rogers. Cause yeah. when you mentioned that sermon title of him, I thought of Dr. Rogers title of snake eggs, spider webs and traffic jams. Oh yes. Yeah. You know, a great, great message. But Junior Hill has some good, he has some unbelievable ones. Yeah. Uh, Bob Pittman, you know, we just recently got to hear Bob yep. again. Um, and Bob's another one of those guys, just, you know, older, advanced in years, but man, still got the fire of God burning in him. Um, you know, his son, Vance Pittman, another one I could put anybody on, uh, go listen to Vance preach on anything about the kingdom of God. I don't know of anybody that's saying the things that Vance is saying and it's biblical. It's good. Um, and so there's just so many guys out there to listen to that the days are far gone for anybody to talk about not having access to good preaching. Yep. Because um, from time to time when I travel, I'll hear people talk about, man, there are just no good churches, there's no good preachers, blah, 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 mm-hmm. and which I think is a, a, a bunch of hooey. But nonetheless, you have access to oh, so man. much free, yes. completely free of charge. Yes. That's why guys aren't selling cassette tapes no more. Yep. Um, it's because, free. Well, and nobody's buying stuff. Everything you've... Yeah. Everything out there is free. Yep. Um, you know, if you have a, a phone or a computer or tablet, whatever. Um, and 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 so just a ton of good guys. Johnny Hunt, I ain't mentioned a single word about Johnny Hunt. Yep. His preaching has been huge in my life. Yep. Um, you know, there's another guy that is really good at the the teaching aspect of it, walking mm-hmm. through books of the Bible, 
but also he got some passion. He got some fire in him, man. Yep. Um, and you know his his uh, his ministry has been impactful to untold mm-hmm. you know tens of thousands of people. So. Yep. And then yeah. last one I'll mention is actually one of your sermons that hey. I think oh. is it's one of the most which I've I've heard I can't tell you how many of your sermons I've heard it's <laughs> You've heard a it's lot. in the hundreds for sure <laughs> maybe it might even no it's probably in the hundreds um, but one of them that's one of the most memorable is from August twentieth of two thousand seventeen okay you preached on this title baptism is a big deal yeah baptism yeah. is a big deal and I don't know if it was. Obviously, the sermon was good, but I don't know if it was where we were as a church, what happened that day with the people that got saved and baptized later, mm-hmm. uh, but there was just something that always sticks out in my mind about that's a sermon that everybody needs to listen to. Well, Baptism is a big deal. Wow. Yeah. You went way back in the archives. I did. That I found it. Well, I just... We have a search bar on our website, so <laughs> yeah, I just typed did. in... I remembered the title, so... Yeah, I didn't go and listen to six years straight. Oh, I thought you listened <laughs> no. to all of them again. No, <laughs> yeah. no. Nope, nope. just kept hitting backspace. Yes, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, that's... that's If anybody wants to start, um, that's a good place to oh, start. Oh, that was Baptism generous. Is big, hey, that's, so. that's a good plug for our website. You can actually go on there and watch... All kinds of old. all the stuff. Yeah, you yeah, can watch yeah. them all. And I think Brooks has got some stuff on there too. Well, amen. When, you, when you've been here at Main Campus, I might have a couple. Yeah, amen. Yeah. Look at you. Yeah. So, do you type in like C. E. Pender? Is that what <laughs> you type? In? I just typed in the sermon title, okay. but we might have to make it to where if you type in C. E. Pender, yeah, we'll have to it'll change bring that. it up. Okay, that's yeah. what we need to do is get You're the initials on there so I can yeah. have my um, you know official switch over to. Yep, that's right. Don't test me; I will change it. Initials. <laughs> yeah. So, anything else you want to say? on your favorite living preachers? Oh, man. I, first of all, I want to apologize to all the guys that I didn't name. Um, there, there's, there's just not there's enough so many. time. There's just so many guys. And, you know, here's the thing with a lot of those these guys, they're, they're, they're going to have one or two sermons that really hit home with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guys we've talked about are the guys that are in my um, – weekly listen yes list, you know yep. kind of a deal um or every time i'm in the truck by myself i'm you know i've got yeah uh, uh, one of theirs on um but you know the, the the thing i'll leave everybody with is this especially to the pastors or mm-hmm. preachers listening um and i'll pass on to you some advice i think i've even shared this on here be- once before but junior hill gave this to me uh, years and years ago at the pastor school at first jack's Junior didn't know me from Sikkim. I, he, you know, it still doesn't. He, we've met several times, but he mm-hmm. didn't know me. And uh, he's up there signing books one day, mm-hmm. and man, I just couldn't get enough of him. And my bride and I are there. We finally we wait our turn. We get up there to Junior, and he asks about us, mm-hmm. and he asks about our ministry and whatnot, mm-hmm. which was refreshing that. He gave a rip, right? Because a lot of guys don't. Um, you know, he's not looking gonna, for he's someone not looking more for important. Somebody more important. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we felt like the most important people mm-hmm. at the conference to Junior at that moment. Yeah, and I love that. Um, so he asked about what we're doing. You know, how long we've been there. Blah blah blah. All that stuff. But I'll never forget what Junior looked at me and he said, "Well, he said, brother, I'll just leave you with these words." He said, "You you could never be anything other than a second rate somebody else." Mm-hmm. And I didn't even know how, what he meant, so I thought for a second he was insulting me. Oh, you mean I'm a second-rate somebody else? He said, no, hang on. He said, but you can always be a first-class you. Yep, that's right. And he said, there ain't another person on the planet that can be a first-class you. Right. You're unique. You're the only one. So don't give your life just settling 
for being a second class somebody else. Yep. Go be uniquely first class who God's designed you to be. Yeah. And man, that just fed my soul that day. Uh, and how that's applied to me in preaching is that that I learn from all these guys, yeah. but I, I can't preach like them. Yeah. I can't do what Fred Luter does. Yeah. I can't do what Mac Brunson does, but I can I can be me. Yeah. And 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 you can't be me and mm-hmm. I can't be you, but mm-hmm. but I don't think God wants that. I don't I no, think he wants no. to uniquely us be us and teach our people to uniquely you be you. Mm-hmm. Um and so that's been impactful for me, yeah. um, ministry wise, preaching wise yeah. in particular, because guys wanna uh, mimic the guys sure. that they follow. It's, sure. It just some of it just naturally falls out of us. Yep. You know, I remember years ago, um, uh, what was the guy up in uh, Hammond, Indiana? Jack Hiles. Yes. You know, he went through a time where he had a, a deal in his voice. You know, where <clears throat> and he'd be preaching. <clears throat> he'd preach along. And, yep. <clears throat> and he just clearing his throat. All of his young preacher boys started clearing their throats. Yep. And and it was like the powers in the it's like they they all they all had strep. <laughs> it just kind of came out. Um, but it, you know, looking back on that stuff, it's silly. But we've all done some of it, sure. And I think it's good for us to, you know, from time to time, check ourselves and yeah. see. And 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 so this is kind of like a sermon. I'm trying to close, but I can't because I got more to say. Yeah. Something that's good for every preacher to do at least once or twice a year: go watch yourself. Oh yeah. Not just yeah. listen. Watch, Watch yourself, yeah. Yeah. and it'll make you a better preacher because you'll get disgusted at some of the things that you do, yeah. uh, some of the little ticks that you pick up, stupid phrases or words or um, you know whatever. Yeah. Um, I'm listening right now to my son's uh, captain of his ship, and he's deployed, mm-hmm. and so this captain comes on, and they do like these captain's blog kind of thing. It's mm-hmm. driving me nuts because he goes, um... Um, oh yeah. Every time, every phrase. Um, and he'll say something else. And, um, and then tomorrow we're gonna. Um, and I'm like, you need to go. You need listen to watch to yourself, yourself mm-hmm. and listen, and you'll you'll quit doing that. Yes. So yes. Yeah, there you go. You know, one of the most terrifying things that I've done, and I'm being a little dramatic, but it was scary. <laughs> was uh, when we went through our whole process with the North American Mission Board. They assess your preaching. Yes, sir. And so there's a guy in there. That is specifically not like a cranky church member, but he is specifically there to critique your preaching. Yep. And um, so I preached to almost an empty room. Uh-huh. He was there. You and Taylor were there. Yep. And you only get fifteen minutes. And the whole <laughs> he's not. He wasn't even facing me. Yeah. He was facing a different direction and writing the whole time. Never looked up. And so just really nerve wracking. <laughs> and then at the end, we did a debrief and and. He I, he did something that I thought was helpful. Um, he said he asked um, Taylor. He said, "What do you love about his preaching?" Mm. And then she, you know, talking. She then he said, "What do you think he could do to get better?" And she offered a few. She's like, "Nobody listens to you preach more than she does." Sure. And so she gave a few pointers, and he goes, "Yeah, those are my pointers. Listen to your wife." Wow. And so <laughs> yeah, he he gave a couple of things, but. Um, it, it th- those are good. Those yeah. are sanctifying, even though they're scary or painful. Of like, yeah. yeah, I say that a lot, or I do that a lot, and I need to get better at that. They will make you better. Yeah, if you they if will. you do them, they but, will. But, but you have to go painful. through the pain of watching yourself. Listen, I watch me, and I'm like, I don't know how anybody still goes to our church <laughs> mm-hmm. listening to that mess. <laughs> yeah, same here uh, at times. But you know, they do. And yeah. so when I watch me, not it. when I watch you. <laughs> oh, I appreciate that. <laughs> no, Thanks for clarifying. Yeah. You're when watching I watch, me too. No, when like, I watch me. <laughs> why are they not all at city campus yeah. instead of no, over at me? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. 
That's I think it. that's a good place to stop. That's a good place <laughs> to shut where we quit. And so we'll be back either next week or next month. Or next or year. It'll be less than year. it'll be less than three months. It'll be le- okay. Yeah. I like that. less than three I months. I like your commitment. Yeah. I'll be back. Man. Thank you for listening to The Country Preacher with Chad Pendergraft. Tune in on Thursdays as we discuss all things pertaining to life, leadership, the church, and mission. 